Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. This podcast is also brought to you by Modular Genius, an MBI and AIA award-winning design-build modular building contractor. Whether you're looking for a custom permanent modular building or a relocatable building, Modular Genius will take your concept and make it a reality. If you're interested in reducing costs and accelerating your schedule, please visit ModularGenius.com to get a free quote in 60 seconds or call 888-420-1113. Mention this ad and they will create a free custom floor plan for your project. That's ModularGenius.com. Welcome everyone. My name is John McMullen and I'm the marketing director here at MBI. Today I'm joined by Gary Badge and Manny LaMarche of Florida-based design firm Fugelberg Koch. Gary and Manny are here to talk about FK's transition to new leadership and how modular design and fabrication is going to play a big role in the company's future. Gary and Manny, welcome. Hi, John. How you doing this afternoon? Appreciate I'm, your time. Oh, sure. I'm doing great. I hope you guys are as well. We are. Yeah. I mean, we're very excited to be part of the MBI uh, Institute. We joined uh, earlier this year. Transitioning from new leadership uh, is going on. I'm one of the uh, younger principals here at the firm. Uh, Manny here is a senior designer. We've both been with Fugelberg Koch for many years now. And we really saw times changing, you know, with the pandemic and things that are going on. So one of the efforts we discussed was exploring new and innovative and creative ways to expand some of our capabilities. Uh, We already have a strong design base, and we thought modular could play a big role in what we do. Well, that's fantastic. I know, uh, speaking on behalf of everyone here at MBI, we're thrilled you guys uh, are members now. I think you're going to bring a lot, and uh, hopefully uh, you can get a lot from your membership. So, uh, Gary, tell me about yourself. How did you get into architecture? Well, I think it was, you know, a a passion I had as a young kid in in high school. I like to build and fiddle with things, so, you know, I, I was in athletics a lot and then when I got to college I I decided that you know maybe I need something more concrete to rely on than my pitching arm Hmm. so uh, I started to explore architecture graduated University of Florida 2001 um, and it's kind of been a nonstop show since then you know I've worked for a few firms now I've been in South Florida I've been in Central Florida and it's been it's been an exciting wild ride for me, so uh, I'm at Fugelberg now, 17 years. Oh wow! Uh, I could, you know, it's been uh, real exciting. I've I've grown with the company. It's kind of like a, a homegrown thing, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm a principal now, so that's even more exciting because uh, the future has a lot to offer. Well, that's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, Manny, how about you? Uh, well, I started uh, when I was very young, around uh, 19 years old. I uh, I was living in um, South Florida, in Miami, and uh, for several years I worked as a uh, land surveyor, a, uh, an assistant land surveyor. So I guess just by force of measuring buildings, I started to become more interested in, in how to put them together. Uh, and after uh, several years, I decided to go uh, to school and, uh, and earn my uh, diploma in uh, architecture. Very good. Uh, so tell me about FK itself. Uh, in looking at your website, you guys seem to offer a very wide range of design services. That's true. Uh, we do. And we are hoping to continue that effort uh, moving into the future. Uh, 
We've been in business 55 years, uh, maybe 56 at this point. Uh, Bob Koch and Lyle Fugelberg, the founding partners, started as a small operation in the 60s, and, you know, it blossomed from there. Bob Koch is still around uh, to this day, so he's still kicking. He can't seem to get away from it. He loves it so much. Hmm. Um, but, the, you know, the firm has grown uh, through the times, the changing times. It's, it's survived a lot of recessions and downfalls and ups and downs, and it's been resilient and stable. And, you know, we've always had a, a passion for innovation and creativity. And the firm's always sought to explore things with the changing markets. So hospitality was, was a big sector for us. Multifamily, a big sector. Food and beverage, mixed use, renovations, uh, and now we're the modular. You know, we think that that's, that's going to be key to our future success. Being in a market today where multifamily seems to be the, the mainstay for, for most things going on in the country, uh, we, we've had a strong hold in that uh, sector for a long time. So based on what we see coming and what we had growing, growing as a firm, I think that we're going to be poised to do a lot more with the modular than, than we had. So, Well, you guys touched on this uh, at the very beginning. And then you just mentioned modular construction again. Was there something specific that got your firm interested in modular construction? Well, the company has a, a very long history uh, of uh, great design. There's been, in the early days, work for Disney and Universal and throughout the years, uh, you know, uh, more multifamily and hospitality. And But always there's been a um, great interest in uh, developing methods that lead to efficiencies and uh, to improve the um, the design process and the documentation process uh, in order to to always have uh, better better buildings. And uh, Bob Koch, uh from the early days uh, instilled in all of us the uh, you know the importance of using a uh, um, modular method, a grid method, to lay out the plans and. Um, even to, to think that way, you know, when we're putting buildings together. And so with that design philosophy, um, Gary and I started to talk about it. It's like, well, modular technology really uh, could be, um, we can integrate it into our design process because we're already thinking modularly. Right. You know, uh, and every project is done on what we like to call uh, Bob's grid. Uh, and that's how things start. So uh, we actually went through some exercises of uh, uh, looking at buildings that we've done in the past that we could convert to uh, modular technology. Oh, cool. Well, that kind of, yeah, was, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. It, it's been a really fun process, you know, because that, Manny and I, as we're sitting here, we are brainstorming, you know, we realized Geez, all these years we really we really have been designing modularly. You know, we have a we have a system you know that goes together, and there's a formula for it. And so the migration seemed like a no-brainer for us, really. You know, it was it was just easy to segue into it. And so Manny really latched on to exploring how things are going throughout the country with it, and we just started digging in. So it's been fun. Well, speaking of uh, segues, you, you've segued into my next question, uh, and you've partially answered it, I think. Uh, what's been your process so far for learning about modular design? Uh, but I, I'll, I'll follow up to that question to say, 
have you included any new new processes that you hadn't before done that uh, helped you design for modular buildings or any new uh, techniques that you've had to apply for modular buildings? Well, the, the first thing that came to mind was designing for transport. So we never had to consider the forces of DOT on mm -hmm. a project, mm -hmm. you know. We we design a flyer for hurricanes. We design other places for earthquakes, snow loads, and what have you. But we never knew about well, you know, you have to keep the building together on a flatbed truck, you know. And then what are the parameters of designing to, for transport? So that kind of changed, you know, how we looked at our grid. So the grid had to morph into into a modular position so that we could get it to and from where we needed to to go. So I think that that was one thing that we, uh, we've latched on to and made part of the process as well. The other thing was, you know, where, where do some of the connections happen? Mm -hmm. You know, our conventional frame projects, you know, everything it can be built on site. Well, you got to think if you're building off site, what happens when you get to the site and what do you have to have in place so that the things can easily go together? So there's been a number of things that I think have been, uh, new segues for us that have helped us along with what we've been doing. Has so you... As with uh, any time we have, uh, you know, you, you start a, uh, to look at things with different eyes. Uh, education is very important, and this is where uh, the Modular Building Institute has been fantastic. And, you know, we send an email to uh, Dave Zikora, and he puts us in contact with some people, and we talk to them, and we learn a lot from them and start conversations, and that starts to inform our own refining, our own method of how to go about modular design and incorporating modular design into our design process. Yeah, joining the Modular Institute's been fantastic. I mean, everybody's been so easy to work with and willing to help, and the sharing of information has been key to our acceleration and, and learning, you know, how, to, how do we do this technique? You always have a research process and you know you can use the internet you can use whatever but having a having a network with the institute has you know opened our world up immensely you know we're, we're able to talk to people over in the west coast of the united states we're able to talk to people overseas we're able to talk to people in our region everybody's sharing the information so it's been a it's been tremendous i, I can't say enough how fun it's been too so. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know uh, Dave enjoys his job. He's really good at it. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys were able to take advantage of, of his network and his knowledge uh, to get more connected. That's fantastic. Has your firm faced any challenges with integrating modular design into its overall portfolio? I think right now, John, our biggest challenge is, you know, convincing the clients that we have that there are incentives and advantages to modular that they were they weren't seeing or or overcoming their preconceptions of what modular means right mm -hmm. i think a lot of people think modular is manufactured homes trailer homes things like that but it's not that at all and so the challenge is can we can we get a large portion of our projects that we do in a repetitive fashion can we get those clients on board with, with modular? Can we take what we have to show them, look at these efficiencies, look at, look at how we're going to save you time 
with the delivery of the product. Save you time from all the uh, reviews and permitting processes with the with the local jurisdictions. You know, how do we get you an improved product? You know, the quality. We got to show you how the quality gets improved. We show you how you know you're building a more sound structural building. So we feel like. You know, we've had a few meetings so far with our clients that we had that we thought were ripe for this opportunity to do modular. And so those are some of the things that, you know, they, they kind of hem and haw at, you know, they don't, they don't understand, but I think we've been pretty successful in explaining to them, you know, look, you're, you may not, you may not save money in the cost of the materials, but you're saving in so many other avenues that there's got to be a strong value to go in with modular, you know, it's it's more environmentally friendly. It's more friendly to the neighborhood you're you're building in. You know, there's not as much disruption. So, you know, when you have your city meetings and your town hall meetings, and the neighbors will, will complain about the new pro- project going up and the traffic increase. I mean, we're, we're able to promote modular in a fashion that you know we're in and out. We're not there for months on end, making dust balls and and causing noise and disturbance. Uh, we can also build these more efficiently with less land. You know, we don't, we're promoting it so that we don't have to develop, you know, 30 acre parcels as much anymore. You know, we could do modular by repurposing buildings. We could do modular by smaller projects, but taller projects. Those, those are things that I think that we, we keep coming against, but I think we're able to, to have a strong argument with the support of what we've learned from your institution i mean there's a lot of backup to it so i mean what do you what do you think manny am i right yeah i'd like to add that um there are two aspects that i think are unique in the in in developing an argument for modular construction and it has to do with uh quality control and cost control every single contractor every single owner uh is always looking for efficiencies for ways of doing things better uh, on-site construction suffers from, uh, you know, no matter how good the documentation is, subcontractors miss things when they're building, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so uh, the fact that modular construction is, is you have a, a, a factory control environment where you can check and double check and triple check, and when the product is done, it's actually been... You know, everything that's supposed to be in that module is there. Right. So uh, your uh, assembly time on site, now it's is a lot more efficient, faster, and uh, clients end up with a product that is of higher quality. Right. You know, because everything is being monitored and controlled in the factory. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, um, we're very optimistic that going forward, uh, we can integrate it with the way we design our buildings uh, and plan our sites. We can integrate that uh, modular technology into the into our process. And and that, that brings to mind, John, you know, because we're developing the product in a factory environment, you know, the owner-contractor clients that we have are having a hard time wrapping their heads around, well, Who's responsible for what then? You know, when when do I take control of it on site, and and how much of it is done in the factory? So those are challenges that we're trying to 
find a better argument for and have the answer readily available so that everybody feels comfortable, they, they know what to do, they know how to price it at their end. And so you take away that ambiguity that's there initially. You know, that's, that's what we have right now is, well, I, I don't know, I've never done this, so how do you do it? Right. And so we, we've got to find the, the best way to argue that. And again, through the network, we're, we're able to get in touch with people that have done it. So it gives us a jump start on how we can deliver the message. So uh, again, uh, you, you sort of teed me up. The, the modular industry is certainly growing. It's certainly becoming more mainstream. But I think it's safe to say that most architects, most design professionals haven't really embraced it yet. And you've touched on this in some of your other answers. One of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you today was to sort of get your feedback on this. Why do you think it is that a lot of architects, a lot of design professionals have been so reluctant to embrace modular? Oh, for me, it's change in general. I think people are afraid of change most any time that you're faced with it. You know, they, they don't understand the unknown. Uh, conventional framing, for instance, is well known, been around forever, everybody understands it, they, you know, they can measure it, they got their metrics, their formulas. Modular, in our country, they don't, they don't understand it as much, you know. And since we're a capitalist society, everything's the mighty dollar and hurry up and get it done. I think everybody pushes the easy button. But our firm, you know, we, we take a step back, right? We see this, this time with the pandemic while everybody's focused on that. Yes, that's important. But we've got time to strategize and think about the future and think about the way we're doing projects. So we think that change is is fun. Change is exciting. We overcome it. We're not, we're not afraid. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the scary makes us cartwheel into the future even faster because, you know, it, it's that, that adrenaline rush. You know, I can't, I can't speak for everybody and maybe that's not necessarily the case, but I, I certainly think that when you're not familiar with something, you tend to, you know, be hesitant about even entertaining it. You think that's right, Manny? Yeah. No, in my opinion, I think uh, we just have to do a better job uh, of educating our clients. First, educating ourselves in our case, because, you know, we're in that process right. of learning about it. But as we see the value of uh, implementing modular technology, we need to do a better job as designers and, you know, design professionals to educate the clients mm -hmm. about uh, the benefits you know, the pros of using the system, mm -hmm. uh, the various systems. I mean, it's a, it's a very, um, there are complexities to it Sure. that I can see how people could misunderstand or just, you know, the, the moment you tell them is the building is built in a factory, they, you know. They freak out. What is be, that? Yeah, there's some people that are. Uh, you're making soup cans? You know, they're they are putting two by four together and, 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 and nailing them. And so yeah. that whole process is out of their hands. So I can understand how that creates uh, a knowledge vacuum there that has to be filled. And I think that's where um, we need to be um, much better at uh, educating. You know, with any, with any new product, too, that's ever come out, you know, somebody doesn't understand the, uh, the iPhones when they came out, you know, so everybody's hesitant. But, you know, it was shiny and they wanted to keep playing with it. I mean... You know, and then when, when the word got out, how do you use it, everybody wanted one. You know, mm -hmm. look how easy it is. And, you know, it's that way with most things in life, I think. Well, since I've got you here, and you've, you've definitely hit upon some of the, the big barriers for, 
for design professionals and really anyone outside the industry to really they just need to get familiar with modular what can what can MBI do to help reduce those barriers for design professionals I think what you're doing now is is one of them you know having the podcast getting the message out uh, continuing to network, uh, marketing and promoting, and and holding seminars. I mean, I I watched a webinar not too long ago uh, with an architect out west that you know described his his process and how they do modular. And you know, the more that you promote it, the 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 bigger your network. I think the faster the message is delivered, the the better opportunity you have to educate, mm-hmm. as Manny was saying. I think you guys have that have that stronghold. I think your 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 modular expo that you do is, is awesome, and that's a forum to get more people involved and engaged. I think the publications that you offer digitally and, and hard copy, I think those are ways. Uh, and I think you know, as long as you you promote it so that people want to get involved, that you know, there there's a big benefit for them to be as part of your organization. I think I think that helps the system really. Well, you mentioned the the modular expo, uh, is a world of modular that's coming up in March. You guys should do a session. I think that would be a, a, a fantastic topic. I think a lot of design professionals outside the industry might really uh, get some benefit from that. Not to twist your arm or anything, but uh, <laughs> maybe something to think about. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, we're we're open to it. Uh, we were hoping to have gone this past year, you know, but. I think uh, you know we'll have better opportunity to get prepared for it now. So, mm-hmm. so what what can you tell me about the modular projects that you have on the horizon? Are you working on anything super interesting? Well, we've got two uh, things going on right now, and one new client we're we're trying a court to get involved uh, with modular. So the one client we have we're we've had a we've had an initial meeting. We're going to have another meeting. And I think, as Manny mentioned earlier, you know, the more we educate them, I think they're going to come around and see the benefits because it's a client that values uh, efficiencies, cost effectiveness, quality control. Of course, they pay attention to the bottom line, but that's not the end all for them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other things because they own, they operate. So they're paying attention to what they're delivering to their occupant. And so we feel that 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 project, uh, even though it's a garden style project I think that's going to be a, a huge step hold for us to kick off the division for many of our projects and it's a well-known client so I think the ripples in the pond will hit the shores other people will take notice and you know so it's it's really a it's a catalyst and that that project it was like a, a natural fit for for converting to modular in my opinion the other project is, is out west, and that's being thought of a little differently. It, it's about delivery of the project uh, and a certain portion of it. So I think that that's going to be exciting to see how that infills with the rest of the things that we're doing out there in the, the mixed-use environment. And then the, the other client, a new client, well, well, they're interested in exploring new opportunities and doing things differently that other people aren't doing so that they could be the first to promote it and differentiate themselves from the competition. So for us being on the ground floor with a client like that is awesome because mm-hmm. as we grow, they grow, they grow, we grow. And, and you know, hopefully we got them for a client for the next 50 years. 
Well, that's fantastic. Uh, it sounds like you guys uh, have a bunch of exciting days ahead of you. 2021 sounds very promising for FK. Hopefully you guys can send a case study or two our way to share with everybody. Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, Manny's fantastic with presentation and getting in there and designing and mixing it up. And I think we'd be happy to share uh, what we come up with with everyone. Well, just let me know. Let me know. Like you said, we've got a magazine. We've got all kinds of ways to get information out. So that would be fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Manny and Gary. I really appreciate your time today. Sure. We appreciate your time, John. Thanks. It was great talking with you. Thank you. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.